Welcome to Our Hope, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this podcast, you will hear inspiring testimonies, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Wherever you're listening, we hope you lean in, listen closely, and be blessed. And I have to say that throughout my career, I had been placed in countless situations that required conflict, crisis, and just the unknown. However, none of my training could have ever equipped or prepared me to handle what we faced in the 9-11 terrorist attack and its aftermath. The old saying goes that there is nothing to fear but fear itself. When we look at scripture, we are constantly reminded, in both the Old and the New Testaments, that those who have put their faith in the Lord have no need for fear. And yet, many of us still struggle every day to trust God and let go of our worries. We may start to wonder if our fear shows a lack of faith. In the beginning of this episode, you heard from Darlene Line who was working as a senior special agent for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security when 9-11 happened. This horrific event was a catalyst for Darlene's journey to work for Chosen People Ministries. We are excited that she is joining us today for a special discussion about overcoming our fears and trusting God. I now introduce the host of Our Hope podcast, Abe Vasquez. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our Hope. I'm glad to I'm glad, I'm glad to be back. I missed last week. Um, and Nicole and Scott had an awesome talk about community. That was such a beautiful episode. Thank you, Nicole, for always stepping in and having my back when uh, things get a little bit crazy in the office and I can't make it to the podcast recording. <laughs> um, but it was such a wonderful episode. We're recording today. Typically, we don't say this, but we're recording on Thursday, February 24th, where um, this morning, everyone pretty much woke up to news about what's going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we are all shifting sort of our focus in um, bringing awareness to what's going on there. Um, there are a lot of Jewish people who still live there, and, and that's a big concern of ours. That's our mission. That's our heart. And we always want to remember to pray for the Jewish people. And so everything everything that's going on there, if you're listening um, just, just take a moment, even if you just pause this podcast, just pray for the Jewish people that are there, yes. um, especially for any potential um, anti-Semitism or anything that could really um, affect them directly. And of course, we pray for the entire nation of the Ukraine. And um, I, I don't think we're, we would ever uh, not pray for everyone else. But, you know, Jewish people and reaching the Jewish people really is the heart of our mission. And so um, we, we always want to remember them. But, you know, today, uh, speaking about these times, it's so crazy that practically a war is breaking out and we have an episode about fear, right? I think um, it's such an important topic to talk about, especially over the last two, three years that that we've been living through in this, I guess, constant uh, state of, you know, fear at our door. And, and and fear in and of itself, in my opinion, isn't so much the issue. It's when we when we sit in it. 
and when we allow it to really um, overwhelm us and consume us. And we don't recognize that God is sovereign. And we're going to talk through all of those things. But today, um, we have uh, a very special person. She's one of my favorite people at Chosen People Ministries. And no, I don't say that about everyone. Um, <laughs> it's Darlene Line. She is a firecracker. of, uh, uh, And she just loves the Lord. And um, everyone she speaks to and everyone that just comes in contact with her walks away with just so much more joy in their heart. So Darlene, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Abe and Nicole. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. I'm always blessed to um, share in whatever the Lord would have me share. So blessings to you. Darlene, I'm having a hard time picking up where your accent's from. Can you uh, tell me where you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a survey from those who are, who are listening. Um, I grew up in good old New York. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up in New York, what is your favorite food and why is it pizza? <laughs> it's not pizza. It's actually eggplant parmesan. Eggplant parmesan. Oh, very nice. <laughs> well, it's if pasta, was, Italian. There oh, you go. Abe, if I was going to the chair, it would be <laughs> eggplant parmesan. Do you know what I mean by that yeah, as a New Yorker? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Wow. I, that That is very specific. I love myself a good eggplant parmesan. That's... That sounds good right now, actually. Um, well, hey, thank you so much again for being with us. Um, we always love being around you. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your specific work under Chosen People Ministries? Um, what are you up to? Right now, I'm doing more since uh, post-COVID or we're coming out of the pandemic, but it's more or less uh, doing some Bible studies on Zoom. Mm. to ladies of all ages and all denominations. So I have Jewish believer, a recent Jewish believer. I have Protestants and I have Catholics. And we're women who want to be, uh, grow in the word of God together, yeah. seeking mm -hmm. his truth, praying together as intercessors, and uh, being under the chuppah of Yeshua. <laughs> and also I'm... Uh, starting in, in another area up in northern Pennsylvania where the Lord has uh, introduced me to some people who have many Jewish friends, some who have left the more conservative or orthodox uh, movements of Judaism and are more um, located with uh, other groups of people mm -hmm. and God is just opening ways for me to do satyrs in the house. And uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, this is very new, very exciting. In the midst of COVID, this beautiful thing of relationships are blossoming. That's really awesome, Darlene. Um, it, we're, we're so grateful to uh, be on this journey with you, reaching the Jewish people. So let's just jump right in. Darlene, where does fear come from? I know that's a heavy first question, but... <laughs> When you think about fear, fear is the opposite of belief and faith, and fear is the absence of shalom or peace. And I know that we're going to touch on this later with the aspect of shalom. And I believe, you know, that fear, you, you have a holy fear and a reverence for God, mm -hmm. as in the, pro, you know, the fear is the wisdom of the Lord in the Proverbs, but um 
you also have the negative fears. And I think fear in the negative sense is one of Satan's most reliable and powerful weapons that he uses against, you know, against all of us. What does he do? He takes, he can take a pandemic, he can take a war, he can take an illness, he can take um, a grief of a loss of a loved one, any kind of situation that becomes tumultuous to us either personally or collectively and overwhelm us, right, with this thick covering of darkness, right, that almost consumes us. That's fear, okay, when it takes over us and it controls our decisions, it controls our actions, um, and, it, you know, some sort of conflicts, the, the COVID-19, we, we just, we get out of kilter. To me, that's fear, um, living under this, this like anvil on our head. And it throws us into a continual downward spiral. Mm -hmm. So I would ask our listeners, how does one combat this? We all have been afraid of something. The Bible speaks over 365 times. Do not fear, do not be afraid because of course our creator the king of the universe, you know, our redeemer, uh, God almighty knew that we would be afraid. Yeah. And that's why he, he, he has this. It's like, we need to take it as a spiritual vitamin. Do not be afraid. Do not free, fear. You know, this is what I consider soul shepherding. Um, and it's God's way of encouraging us. And how do we, well, how do we combat that? We have to take hold of the word of God and not just look at it, okay, it's a Bible and I'm going to do sit down and do a little devotion. I'm going to do a Bible study. we got to really meditate wholeheartedly on the Word of God and allow that food of our heart and our soul to just like seep into every part of us and digest it so that the power, you know, when we're clothed in the power of the Holy Spirit, it will come out of us because we cannot by ourselves combat podcast over no. that's it <laughs> you answered the question that's it thanks folks <laughs> mic drop <laughs> i love how you mentioned how often the bible mentions fear i mean even in, it's in both the new testament and the old testament when we think of fear i often think of the sermon on the mount when jesus says you know how can any of you add one cubit to your stature by worrying uh but what exactly does the hebrew scriptures tell us about fear well, um, there, there are so many of them. I, I remember, like you can go into the book of Isaiah and, uh, back in Genesis too. The way we deal with fear as a believer and a follower of Yeshua, as a disciple of his with that, in you know, really having, taking hold of our authority of who we are in Yeshua um, versus, you know, being lukewarm or not a believer is a whole different ball game. Prior to me coming to faith, and I was a young adult um, in my 20s when I, you know, my eyes were opened by the Lord and I accepted him into my heart. I was new in my um, work as an agent and I was in undercover narcotics in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale uh, area. And you know what? Guess what happened to me? I was a successful young agent, you know, getting these narcotic uh uh, cartels under arrest and we're celebrating. And guess what seeped into me? Pride. But in the backdrop, unbeknownst to me, 
God was protecting me. My whole identity got compromised and I had to be placed in protective hiding. And you would think that that would bring me to my knees. But you see, I had praying parents and what do they do? They intercede and they have praying friends Mm -hmm. and people are praying and praying for the salvation of my soul. And subsequently, one day I was driving in my car, a little Toyota MR2 sports car uh, with our new secretary. I was in New Orleans of all places, right? Because this was going to be my new duty station. And we were driving down the roads and I told my secretary, don't drive here because it can be sketchy at nighttime. And we're taking back roads and all of a sudden, kaboom, right through the two seater of this little sports car in the middle of the windshield, a bullet fly, flew wow. through. Oh, wow. Now I thought, what did I think? Cause this is after I just come out of protective hiding. I yeah. thought, whoa, they found me. Right. Mm. right. And I got scared and this is in the late eighties. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah. You had to drive to a pay phone in the street if you were lucky. And in a sketchy area, they were all like, not working right, <laughs> okay right. then you yeah. had to have a quarter you know and, um, and call a beeper so, and then wait for the person yeah, to call you back <laughs> oh, it's the whole process oh, yeah. whole yeah. process get the cops they never knew i remember call, getting home calling my parents after you know the the police report because nothing was ever found this this bullet grazed us and, you know a two-seater sports car is not a lot of room yeah. And yeah. it's an mr2 you can look at it it was deafening. Had I have reached down to push it, I had a five-speed stick shift because I thought I was cool. If I was going into the fifth gear, it would have hit me in my right eye. If my secretary would have adjusted the radio dial, it would have hit, the bullet would have hit her right in her left eye. It w- we would have been gone, one of us, right? I remember yeah. calling my mom and my dad and I said, okay, I'm ready. Uh, call pastor, get get me a good church, you know, in, in New Orleans, and I'm ready. I They found a church for me to go to. I surrendered my life. I got baptized, and, um, and Psalm 91 became my protective psalm, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that, that's the theme of God's protection, His rescue for us from danger, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think that any time that we think about something that we're going through, let's take hold of like a, a Hebrew scripture, like the Psalm 91. Uh, there's many, the Lord, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. The Proverbs, right? Uh, Psalm 56, four, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear them. Mm-hmm. And only he could provide us with safety. We'll be right back. During these difficult times, we know how hard it is to hold on to hope. And we want you to know that Chosen People Ministries is here for you. If you have any prayer requests, our prayer team is standing by to receive them. You can submit your request at chosenpeople.com forward slash pray. Again, that's chosenpeople.com forward slash pray. Shalom. We are so glad you're joining us on this episode of Our Hope. We created this podcast as a resource for followers of Yeshua, where they can learn more about Israel, the Bible, and the Jewish community. Together, we discuss Messianic apologetics, dive into scripture, and hear stories from Jewish believers in Jesus. If you've enjoyed our podcast series, 
please consider supporting us at ourhopepodcast.com slash support. You could also help us by sharing this podcast on social media, talking about it with your friends and family, or by writing a review on Apple Podcasts. We are so grateful for you, and we hope this episode of Our Hope is both enlightening and encouraging. You just said earlier that, you know, time and time again in the Bible, it says, you know, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. Why does God tell us not to fear? Is fear in and of itself sinful? I think that when we think uh, about fear, it can be. But when you think of fear, I think that that, that it's also... Uh, there, there are levels, like there's a healthy level of fear. So, for instance, fear is an emotion that we all have. Right. And right. it's good to have fear because it helps us have perception. And I believe the Holy Spirit gives us this thing, perception of where danger would be. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. To stand back, to have, you know, some wisdom. Okay. From the Lord. It, it, it's, it's a natural human condition. It's a survival mechanism and it keeps us alive. It protects us from danger. Of course, with the Lord's, um, umbrella in this as we do, but then you can have unhealthy fear as I touched upon earlier. Mm-hmm. And it comes from the Greek word phobias, all kinds of phobias, right? Fear of heights, fear of this, fear yeah. of water, fear, fear of anything. Mm-hmm. People can have a fear of anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it messes up their lives that they can't even function. Mm-hmm. That's an unhealthy fear that comes from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be prayed out and believed out. And, and, and only Jesus can pull people out of this. Yeshua. Well, pray for me because I have a fear of porcelain dolls. So that's a very real, a re- very real fear. <laughs> but, you know, the spirit of God does not produce a negative yes, fear. Yes. And so, but, you know, we, we have to honor, worship, and love him. Yeah, yeah. That's the healthy fear of God. Yeah. In the opening, I, I mentioned Ukraine. And as I was watching the news uh, last night, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a dad of a one-year-old and a husband and um just watching some of the things the that um that we heard from russia from their leader um some of the things he said really produced a lot of fear in me um i started freaking out saying do i need to be prepared do i need i don't oh my gosh we don't have an evacuation plan like we don't you know all these thoughts started going through my head you know and um eventually i had to just come to the place of recognizing you know what god is in control and um there's there's not much I can do. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I noticed that for me, I think a lot of my fears come from a desire to control. You know, I find that when I worry about things, I feel prepared for the worst thing to happen so that I, I don't get blindsided if things go wrong. But that's not a healthy way to live at all. So mm-hmm. what would you say our fears can show us about ourselves and how we view God? Well, when we allow our fears to take control of us, then I think that personally our view or our view in general is that we're not trusting him in the way that we need to. And there's a big, that's, it's a big deal to be, to to surrender and to trust the Lord because he's the one that controls everything. Mm -hmm. And, but we have to be willing to surrender that. And we as human beings want to control everything. You know, it's like, oh, I got this. We even want to help God along. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You know, as if, 
he doesn't have this, you know, but he is Adonai Yireh, the God who will see, the God who provides mm -hmm. everything. He knows our past. He knows our mistakes better than we do. He knows our present mm -hmm. and absolutely our future. Yeah. So. Darlene, what you said just reminded me of Sarah and Hagar and Abraham and how, you know, they were waiting on the promised son, Isaac, and it wasn't happening. And then I guess you could say out of fear, Sarah said, hey, go with Hagar and let's get this son. And I think sometimes our fears could, would you say our fears could even drive us to, to make a mistake? Absolutely. Who here hasn't made mistake out of impulsive reaction to fear? I mean, I have. Just because I'm sitting here and I'm sharing ways of overcoming it doesn't mean that I haven't stumbled or fell into the trap. You know, Jesus says, I will never leave and forsake you. But Satan, you know, th this is the oldest trick in the in the world for him to come and, you know, deception his, is his favorite little tool. And he's going to come along and he's going to say, I'm going to try to get you to listen to this, the garden trick, right? I want to steal your anointing. You know, he's going, I'm going to confuse you. I'm going to depress you. I'm going to discourage you. I will try to fracture your hope. That's mm -hmm. what Satan's out to do. He tried to tempt Jesus, mm -hmm. but Jesus is God. Okay. And Jesus wasn't tempted, but my goodness, he has great success with all of us. So I got to stand strong in his word. So, if scripture tells us not to fear, why does it also say that we should fear God? There's a difference between having the holy fear and, and wisdom. Fear is wisdom of, you know, the Lord, right? Is having that reverence of who he is. Yeah. Again, creator, king of the universe, redeemer. That's how we have a relationship with him of who he is with respect to who we are. And uh, it's the majesty of him. It's not like, oh my goodness. Yes, God is love and God is judge. But when you're looking at the fear of the Lord, it is more in his splendor, in his awesomeness. Yeah. And we're not, we're talking about a holy reverent fear of God, not like, oh, I'm so terrified of you, Lord, but a fear of, in honest of him, in his splendor, in his majesty, recognizing that he is our creator. He is our redeemer, and this is how we have a relationship with him that puts us on a bended knee. What is true peace, and how do we find it? The Hebrew meaning, shalom, literally, peace, uh, completeness, soundness, welfare, but also it has an extension or a nuance with that completeness regarding health and a permanence and a, and a safety and this prosperity, you know, carrying all, it's like a totality. And I think that when we're thinking of peace, it's always a goal and a search for man, both individually and globally. Doesn't everybody, aren't they all looking for peace and everybody's got these like self-help uh, ideas of how to attain peace? I mean, we are in crisis right now yeah. and you've yeah. got, you know, the League of Seven going to meet and, you know, the Na United Nations and blah, blah, blah. 
And guess what? All for peace, but they don't even know how to attain peace, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, so, and, you know, they all pen their input on their dreams of peace and how to Ooh, obtain I, peace. I have a good one. The missing piece is mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, yes. Exactly. You're welcome. That was for free. <laughs> you missed the point. Exactly. And they, yeah, it's Jesus, yeah. you know, the Messiah. Uh, he's the peace that passes all understanding. So, Darlene, when you came to faith, can you describe what that peace felt like when you finally had that moment of, um, of shalom? Well, I can describe the ultimate fear that when my identity was compromised and I could no longer, I was engaged, so I lost my relationship. Wow. I wow. lost a home that I bought in Florida because I couldn't live there yeah. anymore. Um, couldn't even drive my own car, mm-hmm. couldn't even pack my own belongings, couldn't be in touch with my family, my family in New York, because my na- my real name was released in the papers and therefore uh, it wasn't a common name and so i couldn't even have contact with my mom my dad my brothers etc they had to go through it in a third person wow and i had a lot of fear and i just felt like i was never going to ever be able to live without having eyes behind my back of the back of the head without always looking over my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And when that bullet went through that windshield and I thought that they found me, you know, the people, the families of the uh, cartel, I thought, that's it. You know what? I'm I'm not gonna make it past 24, 25, 26 years old. Mm -hmm. And, um, And then when I surrendered to the Lord, it was, I can't even tell you I'm going to cry right now because mm. it was a perfect piece of covering. Mm. And I had this most assurance, last assurance, I guess. I, I don't know how to describe it, but for the first time in my life, I could turn around and not in fear, mm. but in hope because I trusted God. Now, would I make mistakes yeah. and be afraid later? Of course I will. Of course. But I, the difference was, is I knew that the outstretched arm of my Lord and Savior was there. Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, my life has, um, doesn't mean it's been perfect or anything like that, whose life is, but I've had that deep down peace mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that no one can take. You know, they can take my life, but they can't. You know what? I'm going to live forever eternally with my God. Amen. And that peace does pass all understanding. That's yeah. right. For the little bit that my my brain can fathom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Amen. You know, as I was sitting on that couch, you know, concerned about the safety of my family, concerned about mm-hmm. the future of the U.S., mm-hmm. what, <laughs> you have this guy who can literally push a button and really cause devastation what are some scriptures that i could have sort of meditated on well proverbs 1 verses 20 to 33 would would tell you uh no fear of harm matthew chapter 10 you know reading reading that versus no fear of people right because that's exactly what i 
I had said, when, when, don't be afraid what people say. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid what others will do. Mm -hmm. Save your fear for God who holds our entire lives, body and soul in his hands. And, um, and don't be afraid, you know, what will happen because, you know, God is, God has got this. And if you're trusting him, you know, um, He's in control. So whatever happens, we're not going to be able to change certain things. But if we're trusting him, then we know that the Holy Spirit is guiding us. And 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 I know it's hard and no fear of death. We see that in Genesis 25 verses, you know, in, in, in uh, 1 to 26. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's not easy. Um, but there's so many scriptures. And then, of course, we can go through the different ones of the do not fear. Um, but always knowing that Jesus is with us, that God is with us. This is something he's repeating, like I said earlier, throughout the Bible to assure us, to comfort us, to, to stand on that. His word is faith. You know, he is faithful and true. His yeah. word will not return void onto him. Yeah. And God said it. It will happen. It is true. Just take hold of it, you know. Be strong and create, you know, uh, courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave or forsake you. Yeshua repeats that yeah. also. And, you know, it's repeated in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. We know that after you came to faith, sometime after that, you were still working as a special agent, right? Yes. Yeah. And you soon experienced the tragedy of 9-11 and you saw the aftermath of that. Can you share with us what you learned about fear during that time? Well, 9-11, as we all know, um, we're not familiar with, and we've just celebrated the 20 years. Well, not celebrated, but... Uh, commemorated. Uh, yeah. Commemorated, yeah. The, uh, that uh, event, um, it was a horrific, egregious acts of 9-11. I was actually there in rescue recovery and um, what I saw, what I went through, we all had like had the PTSD. I can remember even in the very first few days of the first week where you had to be afraid. They made you, you were, yeah, we were walking, we were walking on unsolid ground because the siren could go because of the instability of the buildings surrounding the towers mm -hmm. yeah. like the deutsche bank seven world trade center off of vc street you know there was a lot of buildings in in the sphere of the uh the trade center that were unstable now mm -hmm. so if you heard that siren that meant you had <laughs> you had to run as fast as you could go because they thought maybe another building would implode mm -hmm. um and so, yes, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of trepidation. There was a lot of angst. But um, as I said in my testimony, when I went and looked and I saw in the midst of all of the fire, smoke and, and debris, I saw a plethora of steel-like structures that were in, in the shape of crosses. And in the center was the cross that uh, is now in the museum. And yeah. All of a sudden, it's like watching a movie when it, it, the the lens zooms in on what you see in the center, and everything else starts to like fade out and be grayed out or blotted out. And all I could see was the cross, 
and I saw the grace of God and the strength of God. And it wasn't just my eyes that saw it because later people uh, yeah. coined that place as God's house. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, we, and it was a place where workers and, and, and responders would go to pray. Um, and uh, so God turned around what was meant for evil into good, in, even in that horrific scene of devastation. Darlene, as we close out this episode, and we're grateful that we had you on this episode and that you've been able to share your experiences overcoming fear with us, there has been a lot of suffering and a lot of trauma for the Jewish community historically and even to the present day. There's still anti-Semitism running rampant. So how would you share with a Jewish person who is suffering with fear and anxiety about the peace that they can have in Yeshua? Well, first and foremost, the way I look at people is it, it, everything has to be relational. It has to be authentic, and it has to it has to a person has to feel that you care. Yeah, you know, I, you can't just sit there and say or go someplace and say Jesus loves you, Yeshua loves you. You know, Je Yeshua, Jesus is promised. If, if, you know, as the prophets in the Old Testament, and He fulfilled this, that, and the other thing to a person. You have to come and be willing to when Jesus says make disciples. You know, that means you're going to be breaking bread with people. It means you're going to be walking with them. You're going to talk just like Jesus. He walks and he talks with me. Well, you got to be doing this with people too so that they trust you because you got to become friends. That's the relationship is the key. I, I always say to people, how can I even begin to share my relationship with the Lord and what that means to me and how powerful that is? If I'm not divining my relationship and establishing one with them, mm -hmm. one of care, one of love, one of friendship. And you know what? And people listen because they'll listen to your story, but you got to be willing to listen to theirs first. Mm. Amen. Darlene, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a great episode and hearing your thoughts on this and hope, hopefully you'll be back. Is that okay? Yeah. Can we invite you back? Love to, love to. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Darlene. Thank you, and God bless everybody. The Lord told Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 God is with us in the same way, and this is a comforting truth. Fear can be paralyzing, but when we focus on God's character, we can trust that He is with us, working all things out for good. We may battle fear, but we never do so alone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Our Hope featuring Chosen People Ministries staff member Darlene Line. If you've enjoyed this episode, just hit the like or subscribe, wherever you're listening, whatever action you can do. Just let us know that you've listened and that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, and if you can take the time to leave a review, we would really, really love that. I also want to just say that this episode was written and co-produced by Nicole Vaca and edited and co-produced by Grace Sweet. This episode was also made possible thanks to Dr. Mitch Glazer, Rachel Larson, Kyron Bautista, and John Bautista. I'm Abe Vasquez. Until next time.
Thanks for listening to Our Hope. If you like our show and want to know more, check out ourhopepodcast.com or chosenpeople.com. You can also support our podcast by giving today at ourhopepodcast.com slash support. See you next time 